This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This has been a presentation of Radio.com Sports. Presented by the official Unsolved Mysteries podcast with never-heard-before mysteries on Radio.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap Up. And Lockery takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Wiseman fights for the rebound. In traffic over Zubats with the flip. It's up and good. That's what he has to do. Absolutely. Fight for a rebound. He's got to become a better rebounder. And James Wiseman would fight in the fourth quarter as he would play 12 minutes, 6 of 7, 14 points, 7 boards. Warriors, though, lose in this one, 130-104. to We welcome you in to Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, and you at 888-957-9570. My goodness, uh, James Wiseman benched until the fourth quarter uh, for disciplinary purposes after missing the COVID test yesterday, which led to him being ineligible to practice with the team. You had Steph Curry mad during a third-quarter timeout. TNT roasting the Warriors at halftime, talking about whether they should tank or not. The altered second unit, a flop. Uh, where do you want to begin tonight, Kovac? Because there are many, many, many things, and not very many of them are good. Yeah, I mean, Draymond played terrible. We could start there. Uh, the the Clippers came out looking like a team that had lost three heading into the break and wanted to get their second half started right, and uh, Warriors couldn't hit a shot. And, and look, it was a lot of what the Clippers were doing defensively in the first quarter, and, and the Warriors had a little bit of a pushback. But then in the second quarter, uh, you know, it's that new group. Uh, it was, what, Poole, Mannion, Oubre, Juan Toscano, Anderson, and, and Eric Paschal, and they got ran up out. And I know Kerr talked to the guys uh, and said, you know, this was your first run. There'll be other nights. And, and look, you know, when you think about it, J.D., when you take the emotion out of it, this is one of the harder challenges that the league has to offer, right? You're kind of starting out as a new group in L.A. against the Clippers. Uh, so that's tough. But either way, I mean, the team just didn't play well. Teams are throwing bodies at Steph all over the place. He had a tough night shooting the rock. And, well, when Steph struggles shooting the ball, this is tends to be the outcome. 
And the Warriors are now 19-19. and They've lost four in a row after getting to a season-high four games over 500 at 19-15. and It's not going to get any easier. The Jazz are at Chase Center Sunday afternoon, and then the Lakers on Monday night uh, in the second of what will be a back-to-back. So uh, the Warriors losing tonight. They're trying to lick their wounds a little bit and, and move forward here uh, back to 19-19. and let, I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm, I'm going to come out of the shoot here, and, and we'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, just right away. Uh, James Wiseman was expected to be available, which he was. Obviously, we saw him play the entire fourth quarter, and he went for 14-7, and seven, played a little angry in that quarter. Uh, here's what Steve Kerr had to say as to why he didn't play until mop-up duty with the Warriors down 36 at the top of the fourth quarter. Well, I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, you know this is all part of development as a uh, as a young player. You know, you got to take care of your business, and ev- everything matters. And uh, this was uh, just the, the the reaction to you know him missing the test and not being able to practice last night uh, that hurt us. And so that was the reason he did not play in the first half. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that because it's uh, private team business. But that was the reason. So there you have it. Uh, sure. And just your initial reaction to that. Obviously, if you it, that was a pretty important practice yesterday, first one after the break, trying to get conditioning in, new roles, obviously, and, and James Wiseman was set to be a part of that second unit uh, at the beginning of the second quarter. Uh, and him being unable to practice, Steve Kirk clearly wanted to send a message. Message received, I guess, uh, and we got people that want to squawk on the phone lines, but I wanted to just get your initial thoughts on that uh, because that that's the headline from this thing. Yeah, well, it, it was clearly he needed to send James Weissman a message, and it's no, it doesn't need to go any deeper than that. Um, that was an important practice, and he needed to be there, and Steve Kerr needed to, to do something. If you're looking to get your second half off to a nice start and getting a good rhythm, well, missing the first COVID test isn't the way to go about it. So I think Kerr handled it right. He addressed it. Weissman hopefully will respond. You move on. What the heck else can you do but learn from it? He's 19 years old. He's going to make mistakes. And Steve Kerr had more to say about that, which we will hear uh, over the course of the next hour here on the program. Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson and Ryan Covey, 888-957-9570. We'll let the people squawk about this one. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Jules in Berkeley. Jules is up first here on Warriors wrap-up. Jules, you're on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight? Hey, welcome back, J.D., and it's Jules from Hercules again. Uh, hey, Ryan, you did a good job on uh, doing the solo. Thanks, Thanks brother. Doing that. Yeah, 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 just some quick notes really quickly that I took. Um, I understand how um, he needs to discipline Wiseman and all of that, and as an educator, because I work in education, there's no need to humiliate someone that you're trying to teach, you know what I mean? I felt like tonight was more of a humiliation and an embarrassment versus a disciplining action, if that how makes so? sense. How so? Because if you want to teach someone a lesson, remove them from the situation. Don't embarrass them. So just don't have them play the whole game versus I'm going to play you when we're down 36. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Uh, that That's actually more – that's actually worse because they're playing down 36. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, let you sit here and then I'm just going to play you whenever I feel like it. It's not really good psychologically, in my opinion. You know, that's just my opinion from my perspective. If you're going to coach, you know, just don't let them play the whole game. The message will be stronger. And, you know, I know that it might have motivated him because he had 14 and 7, and that's all good. But 
in the long term, I feel like if they get into some deep runs next year or this year, like I wouldn't be surprised if Wiseman sometimes gets irritated or upset at Kerr because of like what happened today. You know. Like, All right, Jules. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate it. We've got a lot of people that want to jump in here, so I want to make sure everybody gets the time. 888-957-9570. I, I think I don't think Steve Kerr was intentionally trying to, to show him up. I oh. do think it, it I do think it comes off that way though when you're down thirty six and it's and it's go time. And and I think it's circumstantial that, that that it worked out that way. I think it was, hey, I'm not gonna bench you the whole game. I'm gonna bench you for your first shift of your two schedule shifts, basically, which is that top of the second quarter shift, which by the way, that group got wrecked, as you pointed out, twenty to nine without him. So so clearly he hurt the team in that respect. I'm talking about Wiseman, not Kerr, by by making himself uh, unavailable. Uh I think it it does and, and that's the reason we threw it out there. I do think there are people out there because it gets into this deeper question of you know, you know are you are you developing him and are you better off developing him by letting him play if you're disciplining him do you discipline him by just by not letting him play the whole night or well, are the warriors kind of in this mode right now where they're kind of getting caught in between it's almost in in some ways a microcosm of of the season when when they've tried to play the young guys the young guys haven't been good enough necessarily to keep playing when they've tried not to. The older guys haven't exactly taken it and, and run with it. It just feels like the Warriors kind of big picture relating to this incident are, are caught in between with what they're trying to accomplish all of a sudden. Well, look, he had to send the message to Wiseman. So Wiseman was benched for the majority of the game. When you're getting blown out, the guys deeper down the bench get an opportunity to play. Now, you know, Wanamaker and I guess Mulder didn't get a chance to play tonight, but he went with some younger guys, you know, and, and let Steph and, and Draymond sit out the fourth quarter. That's fine. Uh, that's when you get a chance to get in. You're the you're 12th on my rotation tonight, James, because you missed the COVID test. Now, great news is it's one game, and you've got plenty of time to make this right. I think Steve Kerr handled it perfectly tonight. I would have played him in the fourth quarter, run him out there, let him uh, let the other guys rest a little bit. Still, you want to get a run in, right? I mean, you, you need to see where he's at coming out of the break, and you want to see how he responds too in a essentially a consequence free environment. So I think Steve Kerr handled it perfectly tonight. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Tiger Dan is up next. What's up, Tiger Dan? Hey, uh, how you doing, you guys? How you doing, man? Good. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. We got okay. you. Hey, listen. Oh, uh, welcome back, Jose, and also uh, JD. Nice to see you, man. Hey, I didn't yep. get a chance to watch the second quarter, but I heard about the guys talking on the phone here. And I totally agree with uh, Wiseman. Wiseman needs to be in that starting lineup. I don't care. Or in the right, second Dan. quarter. Hey, th- thanks, Tiger Dan. Thanks, Tiger Dan. I appreciate it, man. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, look, the other part of this is Steve Kerr, after the ball game, said Wiseman's going to start playing more, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I know he was asked about playing that the two shifts basically the first six of the top of the second first six of the fourth and you know is that going to be enough and, and Steve Kerr I think it was Anthony Slater who asked him uh and no he's going to play more adamantly he's going to play more so I, I I think the development time is coming but tonight you know tonight's one of those games where it makes you it makes you think and we have this debate all the time Covey you know what what's the goal for the war is the goal to make the playoffs is the goal to be the the highest possible seed you can be is the goal to develop and I understand the answer to the question is all of it but tonight's one of those nights where if I'm a Warrior fan I'm kind of looking at it, and we're almost in, in some ways back to the post-San Antonio game from a month ago where it's like, all right, not chasing wins. 
And 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 I just you know, whereas two weeks ago it was, well, hey, maybe this team could be the five seed or the four seed. So I, I think which one is it? And I think almost on a night to night basis, it can be a little bit frustrating because tonight it was about tonight it was about discipline for Wiseman and letting Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion play, even though they stunk. And and it's like, but and so it just puts him in a tough spot. Is all I'm saying. Well, look, Steve Kerr had to make some adjustments. I mean, let's look at like let's look at the events that led us up to tonight. Okay, Warriors lost three in a row. Wanamaker's been terrible. Damian Lee hasn't been much better of late. And Mannion and Poole had played well in the bubble. And and in the last game in Phoenix, we saw them. They looked, especially Poole, looked a lot better. And by and large, what we've seen from Mannion so far, he's he's rough, but he's at least out there looking to initiate the offense and looking to get guys involved. He looks active. Uh, and so I can understand why Steve Kerr would want to try that out. The James Wiseman stuff, I don't think we need to lose our mind around this. He's a rookie. He broke a team rule. And he got slapped on the wrist for it. And so you sit him in the first half. You let him sit there and watch everybody else play. Okay, message received. Now it's, you know, it's a blowout. So we're going to get you in there in the fourth quarter. If it wasn't a blowout, I don't think James Weissman's playing. You know, if the, it was a close game and the Warriors had a chance to win, Steve Kerr would have probably, you know, most definitely would have stuck with his veterans, probably would have played Draymond at the five, went small and tried to close that thing out. But they were getting smoked. So now it's let's rest the star players. And because of that, well, guess what, James? Now you get to play a little bit in the fourth quarter. So it's on a nightly basis if they have a chance to win great let's go get the win and if they don't then let's develop some of these young guys and and tonight I I don't think we can take any other assumptions of tonight other than we don't know what he would have done with Wiseman because Wiseman didn't earn playing time because he missed a COVID test it sounds like he probably would have played regardless because that was because that was his shift I mean whether that matters or not at this point I mean I guess it doesn't because the game was a blowout and again, I think maybe the punishment was, all right, you're not going to play in the first half or you're not going to play unless it's a blowout. I mean, Steve Kerr wasn't going to get into it that deep. Uh, but I, I, I don't think it's quite as clear cut. I don't personally have a problem with it. But I, I just, again, people are going crazy. Warriors fans are going crazy about this on Twitter. It's a big back and forth debate. And look, it's going to be a topic of discussion tonight. And all day tomorrow, probably leading our show uh, with opinions uh, at six o'clock on on the final word. Uh, you know, it, it, when you how the Warriors are handling him, how his development is progressing, the fact that you know he played ticked off, which is a good thing. I think sure. he played ticked off in the fourth quarter, but he's played ticked off, maybe not ticked off, but he's played pretty well in garbage time before at different points this season. So I'm not sure if something clicked tonight. I mean, only time will tell. Uh, and and look, he's also 19, and you know, I I I'm, can understand where Steve Kerr's coming from in terms of the development and. And needing to give this thing time and, and, and needing to learn. Uh, let's keep it moving. People want to talk. Tenderloin Dad in the city uh, is next here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, JD, it's great to hear you on the radio. Uh, I would really, I do agree that, you know, I think it's really about letting these guys develop. Uh, tonight's kind of a sore lesson in like kind of a dad life lesson. Like Wiseman broke the rules, he had to be sad, you know. And I, I kind of agree with that. And everyone can have their hot take about Kerr, and I sure do. But I want to see if they are focused on development. I want to see him incorporate Wiseman a little bit more. I want to see Kevon Looney not play as much basketball. That guy's a little frustrating. But, you know, I want to see him gel with Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion. You know, we saw a little bit of that with the Suns game. And, you know, 
I think at this point, I'm going to be looking at Kerr a little bit more closely with his rotations. And if he really wants to be the dad and stand by what he did tonight, let's see him incorporate, you know, Wiseman more into the lineup. And let's see the Warriors, you know, make something happen and develop that chemistry because I do not want to see Steph Curry yelling at players on the sideline again. Uh, that's it, guys. You have a great night. Later. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Dave and Alameda. Dave's next on Warriors Wrap-Up here. What's up, Dave? Hey, great show. You know, it's it's crazy because the Warriors, had, we had Clay was healthy and we had the number two pick, and now he's, he's hurt and Weissman is struggling. It just seems like we give Weissman every excuse. You know, he's, he's actually older than LaMelo Ball, so we should say that a little more often. Oh, you know, but we don't. They're both kids. And I mean, it doesn't. it just doesn't make any sense for Kerr to give this guy – you know, uh, I mean, if you're going to teach a lesson, then say, you know what, dude, stay home. You don't need to come to practice tomorrow. Or coach him like one of them, a, a regular coach. Say, hey, man, start running until you throw up, and then we'll kick you off the team type of thing. Go home. Because having him on the bench and then playing him in garbage time, it just it looks terrible the rest of the team. It's like, oh, this is our special freshman. He could do whatever he wants. He could do no wrong. We got every all the money's in him. You know, and I think it sends a bad message to the rest of the players. I don't think the Warriors are going to go to the playoffs this year because if they do, they're going to have to play Curry 10 times more minutes, and he's going to blow out his knee. So we're screwed. All right, Dave. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, <laughs> it is getting tougher by the game uh, for the Warriors to avoid the play-in tournament. That's, that is one ramification. We talked about it on Warriors Live. I mean, they're 19-19 and 19 now. They're 10th. They still have some room between 10th and 11th, uh, but – the, the opportunity for this team to avoid being one of the teams in the 14 play in tournament. I mean, that that's dwindling by the loss because some of the teams in front of them are, are playing better. And as far as Curry goes, look, the Warriors are not going to play Steph, Steph Curry more than about 34 to 36 minutes a game. They just won't do it. Steve Kerr said it. We've had that post game show uh, a couple of different times. And as far as Wiseman goes, Covey, it, it's a, a deal where, look, to me it's the opposite. It's the exact opposite. If if you start him, you play him, you, you tell him, hey, it's no big deal, you're going to get your 30 minutes even if you break the rule and miss practice, that to me is sending a worse message. Yeah. Uh, it's just an unfortunate situation because – only way he's going to get better, in my mind, is to play. And, yes, it's his fault tonight because he missed the test and couldn't practice. And, and, and like, I totally get where Steve Kerr's coming from, but I'm a little bit conflicted because I also think, hey, if you're going to be taking losses the way the Warriors were taking losses tonight, there needs to be a benefit that comes from it. And Wiseman playing a ticked-off 12 minutes in the fourth quarter when you're down 36, for me, that isn't enough. Well, but what, what what else was he supposed to do? Let him play in the first half? He missed a test. He hurt the team. Like that that can't that transgression can't go unchecked. Like then that that totally sends the wrong message. So you have to do something if you're Steve Kerr. Yeah. Go ahead. There's also a part of it for me too that wonders. Well, what's the message you're sending to the team by putting Nico Mannion and Jordan Poole out there? Because like, and I and I know. Look, it's one night, and like I, I joked about it on Twitter. You know who had a really good night tonight? Two guys did. Brad Wanamaker and Damian Lee. They had really good nights tonight because they have been Wanamaker in particular picked on as much as anybody on the team. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, the Orlando bubble at the start of the second quarter. And all of a sudden, 
a, a game that was actually remarkably close, even though the Warriors didn't play real well the first quarter, uh, the ball game was over. And, and look, I get it. Those guys need to grow and learn and develop and all that, I guess. Uh, you know, but, but again, are Nico Mannion and Jordan Poole going to be a part of a playoff rotation next year on a team that not only – you know, the Warriors not only think they're going to be a, a playoff team, but a team that can maybe contend. Like at that point, you know, I I don't know. I'm more I than more than Brad like, Wanamaker is. More than Brad Wanamaker well, is right a, now. I promise you that. Point. That's he shot twenty one percent from three point range in the month of February. He's given them nothing. Like and Jordan he, Poole hasn't played a meaningful minute this whole season. Right. And like and like and played well in a meaningful minute all season. Agreed. Like Absolutely. you could make that case. So 100%. I just. It, Steve yeah, Kerr has to switch one. something up. Like, look, they lost three in a row coming into the break, and it's not because Steph's not playing well. It wasn't because – well, Oubre was hurt, but it's not because Kelly Oubre wasn't playing well. Uh, you know, Draymond had been playing pretty good. You know, Wiggins has been steady. It's been it's been the rotation guys. It's been the depth guys. And Steve Kerr needs to see what these guys have. And why not in a time where – Wanamaker's playing like crap. Damian Lee hasn't been much better. And Mannion and Poole are actually riding high, coming off the bubble. Now, are they the answer? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, we don't. We just don't know. I can. I tell you what I do know is Brad Wanamaker's not going to be your backup point guard next year. And, you know, it's, it's probably pretty likely that Damian Lee won't be on this bench either. So you might as well see what you have with these guys, especially when they're on the uptick. Their stock's on the rise so to speak, as, as it, you know, as much as their stock could be. And these other guys, you know, particularly Wanamaker, you know, maybe give him a little bit of a breather, give him some time off, give him some time sitting. And look, if it blows up, Wanamaker's a veteran. He's getting paid. He's cashing an NBA check. So you go back to him. Like, it's to me, you're not getting enough from Wanamaker where it's like, oh, my God, what have we lost from bringing, you know, from not having this guy out there? Steve Kerr took a chance tonight. It blew up in his face because these guys didn't play well in the second quarter. But he even said it when he talked to these guys when they came out. It's one run. Like, I bet you we see it again. And you know what? If you're going to do it once, you might as well try it a couple of times because then it's like you're just throwing stuff against the wall hoping it sticks. So he's in a tough spot because guess what? Like, but beyond a, a couple of players, beyond like the top three or four players on this team, this team's not very talented. So Steve Kerr's got to try and figure out who he can – integrate into this rotation that he can either help him get in the playoffs this year or will be around on this team next year. And by and large, a lot of these guys won't do either. 888-957-9570. A couple of questions out there tonight. Uh, we haven't even got into Steph Curry yet because we've been talking <laughs> a lot uh, about Wiseman. Uh, and, you know, how do you feel about the way the Warriors handle James Wiseman tonight? Simple answer we played the cut from Steve Kerr we got more from Steve Kerr we're going to hear from James Wiseman as well let's uh get to Rob Rob you're next here on 95.7 the game hey Rob hey Rob in Berkeley yeah yeah oh yeah yeah hey what's up Rob listen hey how's it going you two hey great show I love the two of you uh great additions to 95.7 points or sorry 95.7 the game um I think there's a bigger picture here, and that is the Warriors having added Kerr, uh, Steve Kerr as a coach and Joe Lacob taking ownership um, and um, Bob Myers as a GM, and they've got some stalwart players. Like, we can go hot take all day, all night, win-loss. This is not a throwaway season. This is a development season. Let's see what they have next year. And if really things are that bad as the hot take is tonight, then Kerr will be out. And maybe we trade, you know, um, our best players. But let's let's let this happen. 
as far as Wiseman is concerned, we're playing that young man as any organization that hopefully knows what they're doing should do. And that is he's, he's been catapulted into a man's game. And he's going to sink or swim. He's going to produce or not. And we're giving him every opportunity and every level of support to be what he can be. It may not be a fit, but that's not, that's not the Warriors' fault, right? That's not Wiseman's fault. There's fits and there's not fits. So let's see what we can do. We know what we can do as a, an organization to give the people that we have on our team the opportunity to be as good as they are. Okay. We produce some amazing talents that have gone on to other uh, clubs. And Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. 888-957-9570. Appreciate the call. Warriors lose tonight to the Clippers, 130-104. to Golden State now 19-19 and on the season. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit more from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, here after this one. We were talking about the play of the second unit. Here's what he had to say about the second unit tonight. Well, they really struggled in the second quarter. They got into trouble you know, with, with a lot of fouls uh, right away. I think we had four fouls in the first two minutes. And, uh, and the Clippers zone uh, hurt us. Uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't get good looks against the zone. There's some young guys in that group, and so it's to be expected. To, uh, there, there are going to be some struggles. But uh, I like the potential. I like the, uh, you know, the, the energy that they showed. And they bounced back and played much better in the fourth quarter. And they did play better in the fourth quarter. Although I'm not, I'm not counting the fourth no. quarter. Like no. I'm, I'm just not. Not even with Wiseman. And yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I liked the fact that James Wiseman went out there in the fourth quarter and clearly was ticked off. He was clearly playing angry because he felt like maybe he was getting embarrassed, and not in a way like he was being disrespected or anything like that. Like I, like he was like, damn, like I'm the number two pick and I'm going out there with us down 36 and I didn't play at all the first 36 minutes of the game because I messed up. Like that was the kind of anger it was. It wasn't, Oh, Kerr's disrespecting me or anything like that. Like it was, it was all, I think from the right place. Uh, and I think that's the point of, of the way it, the, the Warriors and Steve Kerr have handled this thing. But I, I'm not. I'm not. Still not giving him credit for going out there and and dropping the 14 and seven because we need to see a little bit more of that uh, in more meaningful times. The one aspect uh, that, that Steve Kerr was asked about, we've we've touched on this briefly, hinted at it. Uh, he was asked about sticking with Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion, and here's what he said. Sure. Yeah. I'm not. This isn't something I'm just going to do for one game. So I'm going to play those guys together. Uh, I like the potential, and uh, we got. A couple of guys who can run pick and roll and, and are really good passers. And we've got James uh, diving to the rim. There's a lot of potential there. You don't just put a group like that out for a game or two and, and lose faith. You've got you've to give it a chance. And, uh, you know, we spent the uh, first half of the season playing, you know, a second unit that uh, never really got any traction. So it just feels like a good time to, to try a different tack. As I said, we'll stick with it. So there you go. Sunday afternoon, top of the second quarter, best team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz at Chase Center. Go get them.
Wow. Yeah. And that's see, that's where it's a little rough. And, and I, I totally agree with you on that, J.D. First of all, they get no credit for the fourth quarter. The the Clippers were just running out the clock at that point. Uh, their big concern tonight is, is Patrick Beverly OK? Uh, but for sure, I, I don't like the Mannion and Poole playing together. That's just too much inexperience in a backcourt. And I don't think he's setting those guys up for success uh, by playing them together uh, for, for meaningful stretches. I, I think, first of all, it, it's like they're like lumped in as the same player. They're not. Jordan Poole <laughs> had a bunch of NBA experience last year. Jordan Poole yeah. has actually shown the ability to score. And I totally agree with you, JD. Like, I know it sounds That's like a I'm, good point. I'm, I'm team no, Poole. I... Like, but like he's he gives you more than uh, you know what Damian Lee's been giving you from a scoring standpoint. You need scoring, and yeah, they're two different players. And and Mannion, he's a he's a baby. He's a pop. Like. I, he's he's probably not ready to be in an NBA rotation yet. Jordan Poole, I think we've at least he's at least earned the opportunity to see like the Jordan Poole audition. I'm cool with the Nico Mannion audition. Eh, we might be putting the car a little ahead of the horse here. Yeah, and and I I found myself frustrated with that. Like it was almost okay. Poole's earned his run, and and Wanamaker struggled, and Poole's earned his run in the G League. Let's see what Poole can do. But it was almost like Mannion was being elevated to that same level already. And I had a little bit of a problem with that. Or there was also a hint of Poole needed Mannion because Poole can't be a point guard or a lead guard. And, and Steve Kerr addressed that uh, in something we can get to uh, on the other side a little bit because he said flat out uh, that Poole's a combo. So don't look for him to be just taking Wanamaker's minutes. And at that point, at that point, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say something right now. If if Jordan Poole, because here's what happened tonight, and I know we're up against it. Jordan Poole played because Jordan Poole earned the right to be playing. Nico Mannion played because Steve Kerr doesn't think Jordan Poole can be a point guard and needs the needs the guard help that Nico Mannion provides, and that means Damian Lee found his way out of the rotation. So so now, like if if it's gonna take all of that just to get Jordan Poole on the floor. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you straight. I'd rather see Wanamaker and freaking Damian Lee on the floor. I think that I gives agree. this team a better chance to win if you have to jump through all those different hoops in an attempt to make it happen to where Jordan Poole can be out there. Agreed. And last thing I'll say, not Jordan Poole's fault that True. Brad Wanamaker is playing terrible at the backup point guard position. So that shouldn't be a qualifier for Jordan Poole to get some run right now, but it sounds like it is, and it sounds like Steve Kerr's hell-bent on seeing how this thing works, uh, and we'll look ahead to the Miss Cleo Crystal Ball. I don't think it's going to work well, especially, like, I don't know, the next two games probably. 888-957-9570. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. More Warriors wrap-up straight ahead right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He was great. He responded exactly as I hoped he would. He looked like he was a little, little angry out there. And he really competed and he played with good energy and, and that bodes well. So he'll be back out there next game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. All right, Steve Kerr there reacting to how James Wiseman responded in his 12 minutes of action in the fourth quarter as Wiseman did go for 14-7 and seven in the frame, 6 of 7 shooting uh, after Wiseman was benched uh, for the first three quarters due to missing a COVID test yesterday, which uh, made him ineligible to practice with the Warriors in Los Angeles uh, yesterday leading up to the ball game tonight. Warriors lose to the Clippers 130-104. to It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey here, 888-957-9570. Uh, taking your calls, getting reaction to how the Warriors handled this situation uh, with James Wiseman. Uh Let's actually hear from the Rook himself uh, on this one as uh, he addressed the media uh, after the ball game. Uh, first and foremost, he uh, was asked what happened with the missed test. Um, just because uh, I make mistakes, uh, I'm human, and I completely forgot about the first two days of COVID testing, but I tested the last two days. But, yeah, I completely forgot, but I'm human, and, like, and I made a huge mistake, but I'll most definitely not do that again. Because that just, yeah, I just got to make sure that I just be disciplined in times of that. So uh, that that's a little alarming, I would say. Yeah. Um, when when you hear it as missed a couple of days worth, I mean, I I, I got to think this is something where you're getting notif- notifications and the team is assisting you with it, and like that, you know that that's pretty alarming. And and to have it be more than one day, uh, that's. That's I, boy, that is alarming. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's a good reminder, though. He's nineteen, uh, but one hundred percent. So, what do you do when you screw up at nineteen years old, JD? You learn from it, right? And this doesn't need to be a bigger issue for the development of James Wiseman, the state of the Golden State Warriors, the coaching tactics of Steve Kerr, his disciplinary measures. It's just James Wiseman screwed up. He had to do something, 
Because it can't just be you've got carte blanche to miss tests and ultimately miss a practice coming out of a long break when we're on a three-game losing streak. And you, the last time we saw you, you were talking about what a struggle it's been and you can't wait to get back to work and keep grinding. Uh, so Steve Kerr had to do something, totally co-sign on that. And, hey, if you went out there, I, you know, I, I, I love, you know, hear the Kerr cut coming into the, the break here or coming out of the break. Like, look, if Wiseman's pissed off and he played that way, great. Now go do it against, uh, go do it against the ones uh, for Utah. Go do it when, uh, when Bogdanovich and Gobert are out there and, and Joe Ingles and, and, you know, do it with Derek Favors out there. I mean, that's, that's what I want to see uh, from James Wiseman now. Carry it over into a non-garbage time scenario. Play that way in your first shift on Sunday, and then we'll we'll start to think. Okay, like maybe we're onto something here. Uh, let's hear more from from James Wiseman here. Uh, here's what he had to say about when he found out he couldn't practice. Just due to the NBA protocols, um, one of the staff members told me that I, that I wasn't gonna be able to practice um, yesterday. But I mean, it's I, well, I mean, it's fine. Like I just made a mistake, but. I made sure that I apologized to coach and told him, told him that I'm not going to do that again and just make sure that I pay attention to little stuff like that and just get that done. And uh, I'll move on quickly because he was asked how frustrating it was to not be playing. It was frustrating, but as a man, I take accountability for my mistakes. But, but as soon as he called my name, I was ready to go out there and play hard and just um, play my role and just play my minutes. So. Yeah, I just I, I hate coming down a youngster's road, man. Uh, but I just I, I'm stunned at at how I'm, and I'm just gonna say it how flippant it it, it he sounds, especially yeah. in those first two cuts about yeah. Well, I missed the test, and I mean, can we can we Sterling? Can you re-rack the the second one when he found out he couldn't practice? But and and run that back real quick. Just due to the NBA protocols. Um... One of the staff members told me that I, that I wasn't gonna be able to practice um, yesterday, but I mean it's I, well, I mean it's fine. Like I just made a mistake, but I made sure that I apologized to coach and told him told him that I'm not gonna do that again, and just make sure that I pay attention to little stuff like that and just get that done. Yeah, it's not fine, and, yeah, and I'll be fine. honest. Yeah, first here, thing I thought too, the, it's not. And and here in the two and here in the cuts of, from Wiseman, like I get why Steve Kerr was was furious and furious enough to not play him until the fourth quarter and maybe even furious enough to put him out there down 36 to make another point on top of it. I've actually changed my take a a little bit based on just how nonchalant he is about it in in explaining it. And I think you're right. I I think the fact that he's young has, has a lot to do with it and, but wow, man! Like well, that, yeah. I hope it better not happen again. I mean, I remember you know I've, I've referenced this quote before a couple of times. You know, Michael Malone when he was coaching the Sacramento Kings, and and he was going off about some, his team getting beat on the boards and and missing assignments. And you know, he said, "Hey, I'm sick of this. My bad. My bad stuff. All these guys are saying my bad. My bad. Get your ass kicked in this league." And it just like at some point, and, and look, you hope. This is it. You know, he, he gets the message. There aren't little slip-ups like this with other things maybe along the way. It's obviously a different protocol for everybody right now in, in the world has to do something differently than they're used to normally doing it. So, I mean, there is some benefit of the doubt, I guess. But I, I'm totally getting – and, I you know, Steve Kerr's kind of like you and I, Covey. Like, he can run a little hot. Like, he's, he's a real nice guy. And then in the blink, he'll just be furious. Like, I, I can kind of see where, where Steve Kerr went down the path that he did. 
He's got to send the message. And it's look, I think it's also kind of James Wiseman's personality. Uh, and I bet if he played that back, he'd probably like to reel in the it's fine portion because that probably isn't going to land well on Steve Kerr's ears either. And I know he said he apologized to the coaches. And, and look, maybe he expanded on this and maybe he just didn't mention it. But, I mean, I'd really like to hear him say I hurt the basketball team. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's not acceptable. And I need to be accountable. And that's part of being a professional. And it's part of being a man. Instead of, yeah, I made a mistake. I'm human. I make mistakes. It's almost like there's a, a measure of, uh, you know, I'm not going to say a lack of accountability, but almost like he's, he still feels aggrieved by this. And he hasn't totally accepted the fact that he screwed up. Maybe he's still in one of those early stages, right, J.D.? Uh, where he hasn't fully realized, like, oh, no, this is not okay. And it is 110% on me. Uh, and this is not a good look, especially the way things have been going for me lately. So maybe it'll take a little bit more time. And, again, like, I just think he's one of those guys, just a little low-key and, um, you know, he probably doesn't – he wants to let his play do the talking, which is fine. And this is the other thing that occurred to me too, J.D., now that I'm kind of thinking about it. he In every level that he's ever played at, you know, high school obviously he was a star. College didn't play much. But, you know, I mean, in the time he was there, you know, I'm, I'm sure being such a highly regarded prospect – my point is, he probably hasn't had to explain himself an awful lot, right? <laughs> I mean, usually it's, I'm I'm doing my thing, and that's good enough, and guess what? I was the number two pick in the draft. So I'm sure that this is probably some uncharted territory for him, too, having to explain his behavior as it applies to anything relating to basketball, right? I mean, it's probably just the first time around for him, I would imagine. I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't think that, you know, there, there's a reason why James Wiseman was the number two pick to this point through his you know his play, his young playing days and all the way leading up to get drafted he was he was the dude he you know so this is probably some uncharted territory for him on top of it yeah absolutely uh let's hear more from from James Wiseman after this one uh Warriors lose to the Clippers 130 to 104 but the story of the night James Wiseman benched uh, for disciplinary purposes due to the missed covid test which knocked him out of practice Yesterday, uh, Steve Kerr not playing Wiseman until the top of the fourth quarter. The Warriors were down by 36 uh, at that point in time. It was 104-68. Wiseman did play well in that fourth quarter, uh, an angry 14-7 and on 6 of 7 shooting in the 12 minutes of action. Uh, the next step and level to this thing, Covey, is Wiseman's relationship with Steve Kerr. Here's what uh, the rookie had to say about that. Great relationship, but I actually talk to him uh, every two days, tell him, like, ask him questions about, like, how can I get better each day and, like, how can I improve? And he gives me, like, a lot of details on, like, how can I improve on both ends of the floor, especially especially defense. So just really just getting better at that aspect and just trying to just go at it every day and just work hard. The, the one part about this big picture, because, look, I mean, tonight it's one game. He, he didn't play. The Warriors lost. The Warriors were going to get beat anyway. The, the, the Clippers are, are just in a different league right now than, than this current iteration of the Golden State Warriors. It, that's just reality right now. So, and they owed them one. Well, yeah, you, and that's a great point from the January 8th comeback. Uh, a lot like, and you pointed this out on Warriors Live, a lot like the third matchup, or, or the second matchup, rather, uh, against the Lakers down at, at Staples Center after the Warriors had had the big comeback against them. They were going to get a locked-in Clippers team tonight, especially because they had lost three in a row. They were getting Paul George back. Uh, and, and for them, it was kind of, all right, this is this is go time, and we want to we put one on you for, for January the 8th. No, no question about that. 
Uh, so I, I think big picture, though, as far as moving on from this and Wiseman and Kerr, like, I don't think there's any lingering issues between the two of them. I mean, Wiseman does seem to have that personality where he, nonchalant or not, laid back or not, he does seem to be an aware enough guy to understand that he messed up and that Steve Kerr was right uh, in this particular situation. And I think, you know, Steve Kerr has the respect of, of everybody in, in the Warriors organization. So I, I don't think this is one of those where the rookie is going to be looking at the head coach with disdain for the rest of the year, thinking that he got disrespected. It, he would be wrong if he did that, right. but I think the Warriors are fortunate that, that they're not going to have to deal with that specific issue. Oh, you, man, James Wiseman better hope not. Like Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr gets the benefit of the doubt too. Like I, you know, I, I, and look, I know it's our job to like, you know, talk about the decisions that are made, even on some level, second guess them. And I know the callers have opinions as well. The dude took a team to five finals. He's got three rings on the shelf, not to mention cool. everything he did as an assistant and in his NBA playing career. Like Steve Kerr, you want to talk about clout and, you know, it, just the it, in, implicit trust. Steve Kerr needs to have that. If he doesn't, I think, you know, if there's somebody out there that doesn't have that for Steve Kerr, they probably need to check themselves a little bit. And and look, this is a whole different situation, and Kerr's certainly used to looking down that bench, right, and see a little more talent at his disposal. Uh, but so he's he's kind of, uh, you know, adjusting on the fly as well and, and kind of adapting to this new situation. But certainly as it applies to Steve Kerr uh, disciplining a 19-year-old that missed a test, uh, missed a couple of tests, it sounds like, and missed a practice and hurt the basketball team coming out of break like we'll just defer to Steve Kerr's expertise on that as to what the right thing to do for the basketball team is and if there's consequences from that beyond that well then Steve Kerr will have to address it but this is a James Weissman issue for me not a Steve Kerr issue Steve Kerr handled it the only way that he could the only other thing he could have done JD was like hey you're not playing tonight regardless and but you know there's that other part of it which is he still wants to make sure he can get Weissman some run coming out of the break seeing where he's at seeing how he would react to it, and guess what? Like, you're out there doing it against, you know, Amir Coffey and, and Terrence Mann. Like, so, you know, whatever. Just go out there, show, you know, go out there, play well, and then we'll see about getting you back out there, uh, you know, on, on Sunday, and hopefully it'll carry over and it'll be message received. I don't know what else he was supposed to do there. I think Steve Kerr handled it cool. We'll see how Wiseman handles it going forward, but he's got to learn from this. It was unacceptable. It wasn't okay. It's not fine, like you said, J.D., uh, 888-957-9570. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. As we move into the 11 o'clock hour here, Warriors wrap up with JD and Covey on 95.7 The Game. Uh, yeah, let's look at, let, let's hear from Steph Curry uh, as we move forward here. And then I, I've got kind of a bigger picture take on, just where the Warriors are at at 19-19, I want to run by you here as far as just the identity of this thing. Uh, but but let's hear from Steph uh, because he was a big part of this one as well, as visibly upset as I can recall him being uh, that third quarter timeout early TNT caught it, uh, you know, yelling at his teammates. It looked like he was trying to really get them going, like, hey, let's bring it. We're getting our tail kicked. Uh, he addressed that, but first he addressed the question of the evening, which was if he agreed with Wiseman being benched. We all talked about it beforehand and knew what the situation was. And there are learning curves for everybody in this league, responsibilities and accountability and all that. And so... The quicker you learn those things and just make it about basketball, the better 
you know, you are individually and everybody is a team. I'm sure that'll land well with, with Wise going forward in terms of things we need to do to be available for us night in, night out. And Steve Kerr had said, hey, and he brought up Steph and Draymond both as, hey, Steph got benched. You know, different reason, but hey, Steph got benched back in you know the early part of his career. Draymond was, was barely playing at, at times his rookie season before ultimately making an impact toward the end of, of that year and, and in the playoffs. It happens for various reasons to even the all-time greats in this league. So you'll be all right. Take your lumps. Don't let it happen again and, and move forward. Yeah, it's a learning process. Bob Myers talked about that with his interview uh, with the guys yesterday, 10-2. to 2. Uh, that's, that's all part of the deal. And James Weissman was never going to be a finished product coming into the league at 19 years old, especially with all the circumstances that you know precluded him coming to the league. So uh, this is a, a sharp lesson to learn. And it's unfortunate too, J.D., right? I mean, because we all thought, hey, a little R&R, get home, get to go see mom, get back, you know, get, decompress for a little while, and then let's get back, let's refocus – because let's face it, like there's a lot riding on James Weissman's tenure with the Golden State Warriors. Like this is a marriage, a relationship that needs to work for both of these guys, uh, you know, for team and for player. First half didn't go as well as a lot of folks would have hoped. Certainly the organization and James Weissman. So you wanted to get the second half off to a good start. And so this was a, a bitter pill to swallow. And I, I just I hope that Weissman can learn from it. But it's all part of being a rookie in the NBA, too. Like rookies that screw up and drop the ball should get benched it's part of the deal that's a truism across sports let's hear from Steph on the third quarter frustrations it's always about what's happening in the moment that's just basketball trying to be uh bring competitive spirit and leadership all different type of ways but uh we had an opportunity to set the tone for the second half of the season tonight and obviously didn't do it I think we got to do something about that going into the next game yeah, and, and I think, look, the Warriors held their own in that first quarter. It could have gotten ugly at that point. The defense kept them in it. it, it they were down three on the Kawhi three, uh, or they were down two at the end of the first. Kawhi hit a three. Uh, and you know, the top of the second quarter, things got away from them. But right there at the beginning of the third, it's on the starters to make a run, and it went completely in the opposite direction and got really ugly. Timeout Warriors at that point, and it was just – a boiling point, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, Steph, and, and this is not the first time for Steph this year. I mean, maybe the first time that it was that clearly picked up in terms of the, the television, but but there have been a couple other instances where he's been visibly frustrated. Uh, anything to make of that uh, concerns? Is it just is it just part of being a 19-19 team for you? Yeah, I think so. I, You know what would be more alarming, J.D., is if nobody cared that they have now lost four in a row and they're getting touched up and they're getting the brakes beaten off of them. If if I thought that if guys were, were hamming it up with, with big smiles, like that would be a problem. I want to see some emotion right now. Hell yeah, it matters. I, I know that nobody's expecting the Golden State Warriors to win the finals this year, but they sure as hell need to be in the playoff conversation. So, yeah, you – you had the opportunity to be in a much better spot. You lost a bunch of close games. Uh, you certainly should have won a couple of them, or certainly could have. Uh, you didn't. So then you, you, you're you coming to this brutal stretch of the season. 
you didn't get it done before the break. You lost three on the bounce, and yeah, you just had a week off, and you come out against a focused Clippers team that had also lost three in a row. I mean, we knew coming in, J.D., that this was going to be a very tall order for the Warriors, and I wasn't even looking for them necessarily to win this game, but I needed them to show up and play 48 minutes, and they didn't do it. So I would expect Steph to be pissed. Now, hopefully, when a guy like Steph, you know, when guys like that, J.D., who tend not to be overly demonstrative, who tend to stay pretty well cool and in check. I hope that it's one of those things where when he does it, like, oh, man, okay. Like, we – okay, now, like, we we pissed Steph off. Like, now something's really off here. We got to get this fixed. It's not like, oh, Draymond's pissed off. You know, that's, that's kind of an eye roll. Like, if Steph's upset – I think, you know, the rest of the team better take notice. Uh, and, and, look, he can't do it all, uh, especially against teams like the Clippers who are going to be so uh, disciplined defensively. I mean, they're throwing two bodies at him all night. Steph had a tough night. I would expect him to be pissed. It's just, now what do you do with that? It's got to carry over into the Utah game on Sunday. And, again, maybe it doesn't translate to a win, but they sure as hell better play better, man. Let's get to who's hot and who's not, sponsored by Exergen, because accuracy matters. I'm reluctant to do this, but I'm going to give it to James Wiseman as the who's hot player, uh, both for really more for being angry and playing angry, Covey, uh, in, in the fourth quarter, hot in that way, as much as I... I but they're just nobody else really played well tonight. I mean, oh. I, you can't give it to Wiggins. You can't. I mean, Uber. I just, I it, Jordan Poole, no, because he was awful in the second quarter. Uh, he played well. You know, he's another guy like Wiseman. You know, you get him out there in some no stakes or low stakes situations, and those guys feast. You know, I, I'm going to give it to Wiseman for going out there hot. Uh, as far as not, I mean. Uh, who stands out as far as not uh, over everybody in this one tonight for um, you? Yeah, there's 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 quite a few to go around. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I didn't think I didn't think Bazemore had a particularly good game. I thought Draymond was terrible tonight. I really did. Like he looked lethargic. I mean, Draymond played 25 minutes tonight, three rebounds, two assists, three turnovers, three fouls. He had more fouls and turnovers than he did rebounds and assists. Not going to cut it. And look, this was actually on a night where he hit a couple of threes in the first quarter. I'm like, oh, man, Draymond. Draymond's dropping a couple off, helping the Warriors stay in it. Look at this. I mean, I was actually marveling after the first quarter. Like, Steph Curry can't calibrate his shot, and the Warriors are only down two. All right. And then, obviously, we saw what happened after that. But, no, I think I mean, Draymond tonight was completely lethargic for me. Yeah, so Draymond uh, will be our who's not. So who's hot? James Wiseman, who's not? Draymond Green for tonight that's sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. Uh, let's uh, sneak in a call here before we call it a night. Danny in Newark. Danny is up next here on Warriors Wrap Up. A lot of callers tonight. Danny, you're uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, man. Hey, you guys are terrific. I'm having a good time in my life listening to you guys. It's like one of the well, we appreciate that. Like deja vu all you. over it again. Does it remind you of anything this season? Does this season remind you of anything, guys? Both of you guys. Not, uh, not really. What does it remind you of, Danny? Reminds me of the uh, 1979 Warriors, way back when. I was too. Or, uh, another one was uh, 1994 when when uh, when uh, Webber, uh, Chris okay. Webber, which came in with, with uh, three well. I remember that remember team. Seventy nine is a little before my time, Danny, but I do remember the '94 team you're talking about. A great season, but you know what happened? Same thing happened. Big guy got benched because of disciplinary. Chris Weber, 
And, of course, he came out to be a, a monster of a guy, you know. But, hey, uh, that's what happens when you got a good team going, you know. It's just starting to – if you look angry and you play angry and you show it in the way of demeaning – have you ever seen a guy in the bench jump up and down for a three-point play? I haven't seen anybody like that in the season. Have you? I haven't seen him. I mean, only, the only game that matters when you guys get getting pumped up on the bench, you know. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it, man. Have a good night. Be be safe out there, Danny. Uh, Danny in Newark checking in. Wow, we've we've had some callers tonight, my man. We've yes, had, we have. We've had we've we've had some callers tonight. God bless. Uh, him. That, he said by he's the, the way, time that, of his life though, so that's you know that, that's good enough for me. And and look, clearly he knew his Warriors history. He's dropping seventy nine. Like him, like how old does he think we are? I, yeah, I remember ninety four. I was two in nineteen seventy nine. And that Warriors team in '94, by the way, uh, fifty and thirty-two. Yep, fifty and thirty-two. So that that team, uh, that team, I think is going to wind up being a little better than this team uh, was. Uh, and and yeah, but the the bigger point, things did go awry. Uh, not that season, but but because of some of the events that season, moving into the next season, uh, obviously between Don Nelson and Chris Webber, and we know how that turned out. Neither one of them was around very much longer. Yeah, and the Warriors didn't have a winning season again until 2006-2007, as you well know. Yeah, uh, exactly. So uh, I don't think it's headed down that direction as far as James Wiseman goes, uh, but a a rough one tonight uh, for the Dubs. Uh, We're going to be talking about it tomorrow uh, as well, all day long, I'm sure. Uh, And and the one thing this team has provided all year long, and it's been tremendous, and – some of it's the nature of a, of a 500 team and, and this team down 19 to 19, the ups, the downs, the roller coaster. The, this team has been a content factory and the Warriors fan base has just been incredibly passionate and engaged and, and just into it, which, which makes what we do uh, a lot of fun on, on a night in night out basis. So I know the conversations can get a little edgy or a little out there, <laughs> but but my goodness, I mean, this is this is in a lot of ways what it's all about. And and look, the Warriors are are still, I think, big picture, uh, in a pretty good spot. If you wanted the regular season to matter, Dub Nation, well, it officially does again, no doubt about that. And uh, the Warriors are at 500. JD for the first time uh, since Draymond Green took the uh, the the dumbest, smartest shot in NBA history back on February 8th. When they were twelve and twelve, so uh, they've they've come full circle again and, and back at five hundred. Uh, and the next two games are going to be tough, JD. So uh, I'm sure you know we'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow. And actually, you know when uh, when you were gone uh, earlier in the week, I actually gave out my grades for the Warriors and the way that you know individual players and the way that the guys could have earned extra credit uh, was how much content they provided. Let me just say, I handed out a lot of extra credit on my grades. Nice, I love that. As as somebody that that did just enough to get to a point where the extra credit could get, like, did, I did just enough to where you were, like, at a C-, minus. but if you did the extra oh. credit, you could get up to a solid B. I, totally. I respect that. Of course. And what, what, you know, what cool professor or teacher didn't give a little extra credit, baby? So if I'm going to be handing out grades, you know, I'm going to show some love on top of it, but you got to give me the content. So, and the good news is they did. And, yeah, man, we'll, we'll be delving into James Wiseman tomorrow, 6 o'clock, final word style. Plenty to get into, and then uh, oh yeah, just the Utah Jazz coming to town on Sunday. No big deal. Just the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah Jazz and Lakers, man. The next two, so uh, <laughs> yeah, not going to get any easier for the Warriors. And you know what? If, if they could somehow pull off a win in one of those two, uh, 
we're going to be looking at this thing if they're 20 and 20, and it's going to be heading right back in the other direction. Like, all right, season save. Schedule's, get, bring schedule's on getting easier, <laughs> making a run. Yep. Uh, it, it is interesting, and, and, and kind of the final thought, I, I, I was thinking about this during the game, and, and we can get into it tomorrow too, but, but just the fact that there was almost a realization for me in-game tonight. You know, the Warriors really, like, probably can't get to six, and they probably also can't get to 11 either like they're almost and, and injuries obviously can change it but it kind of I was thinking about it in the context of Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion and even playing Wiseman more if he struggles like there is a there is a window that the Warriors almost may just be resigned to to where they they could kind of do what they want a little bit and still hey they're going to be in that playing tournament regardless yeah. You're, J.D., that's spot on. I think that's very astute analysis as always, partner. And you know who else I think is probably pretty aware of that at this point? Steve Kerr. Yeah, and and it's like almost as if, hey, maybe those three losses, the tough ones before the – the tough ones that led up to the last three uh, before the break, it, it, it almost put them in that spot where it was like, all right, well, call off the dogs as far as the – as far as the four seed or any of the five seed or six seed, any of that. Let, let's develop. Let's make sure we do enough to get into that playing tournament and, and, and ramp it up from there. Partner, good stuff, man. Great to no be doubt, back brother. with you, and we'll, uh, we'll talk again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Sounds good, man. Good to have you back, baby. All right, good stuff uh, for Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Bobby. Uh, thanks to the help uh, of one and all uh, back in the studios here uh, in San Francisco. We're back tomorrow. With the final word, 6 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. And the next time we'll have Warriors Live for you will be 11.30. That's right. Early one, 11.30, Sunday morning. Uh, make sure you set that clock, uh, by the way, forward. Uh, don't don't let that hour sneak up on you uh, if you're going to tune in on Sunday. That'll do it. Uh, Warriors get beat tonight by the Clippers. Clips win at 130-104. to You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.